Hello again and welcome to the Fantasy Sultans. Trip Rogers, Mike Sheck, we are ready for week number 17 in the NFL for a lot of folks. This is championship yep. week. It is the week you play for. It's the week you can't wait for. But the NFL world got a shock, although as we were talking about before we, we started taping, so poignant that All Madden debuted on Christmas Day and then John Madden passed away a couple days later. Yeah. John Madden, I, I, Roger Goodell, I mean, that quote is perfect. He was football. He meant many things to many people. He was a football coach. He was a sportscaster. He was video game guy. And he was just a legend. You know, Mike, when I heard the news he had passed away, I felt really bad. But I can't say I'm really surprised because seeing him on the documentary, you could tell he was he was struggling. Yeah, and uh, John Madden was a household name for sports fans for all ages. Whether you were 8 or 98, you know the legend. And for older generations, he's known most for his ultra-successful 10 seasons as head coach of the Oakland Raiders, where he won a Super Bowl and led the team to six AFC championships. And Madden brought a lot of insight to the game from his phrases like boom and whack to quotes like, the only yardstick for success our society has is being a champion. No one remembers anything else. And you know what, John Madden, you were a true champion to us, and not only to us, but to everyone. John Madden passes away at the age of 85. And I want to throw in a story about John Madden, because when I covered the Giants in the, in the mid-'80s, Summerall and Madden were the number one team, and they did a lot of the Giant games. And so John was, was ever-present at uh, Giant Stadium in the press box, and you'd see him very gracious of his time. You know, everybody would always, always talk to everybody and stuff. The thing that struck me was Pat Summerall was a very satural dresser, and you could tell he looked really good, but he would wear dress shoes. John Madden would have untied sneakers. <laughs> and, and and I thought it was always funny because, you know, the tie, the jacket, you know, the yeah. suit and the untied yeah. sneakers. But then it dawned on me, you never see his feet. So you didn't know that. <laughs> it was one of those funny things. And I always thought that about John Madden. It's what struck me about John. But when John liked you, you knew it. And I always tell the story, and, and this story has been told to me many times, but our buddy, the fantasy guru, John Hansen, got an invitation from John Madden to spend a Sunday at his house watching football. He said it was unbelievable. John Madden thought so much of John Hanson, the fantasy guru, he cut a liner for him. Nice. And John really enjoyed John Hanson. When John would tell that story, his face would light up because, you know, again, this is a guy who's met a lot of people, you know, but this is John Madden. This was John Madden. I'm going to really be curious to see how the broadcast networks handle it this weekend, uh, especially in the NFL games. The NFL, of course, released a statement about John Madden's death. You don't see that that often when somebody passes. I mean, usually the teams do that, but they released a statement. So I'm going to be kind of curious to see what the NFL does and how the NFL handles it. And, you know, the other part of it about John Madden real quick before we, and I know we're, we're digressing a little bit. The story of Madden and Summerall, how it came to be, was Madden started doing games in 79, and then after the 79 season, CBS decided they wanted to break up Pat Summerall and Tom Brookshire, and part of the reason was because there was a lot of partying going on, and they felt they needed to put a kibosh on that, sort of. So the decision was made, John, they were going to move John Madden in the number one analyst slot, but who was he going to work with? CBS had two great play-by-play people, Vince Scully and Pat Summerall. So they decided to do half the season with each 
and they would decide who they want to pair him for the Super Bowl with. He did the first half of the season with Vince Scully. Now, we know how Vince Scully is. He's a great broadcaster, but Vince Scully does his own thing, and he's very good. Did one game with Pat Summerall, and they said, okay, this is the team. That's it. They decided <laughs> it right then and there. And they were together for 21 years. In 2002, Madden made the decision to go to Monday Night Football with ABC and signed a three-year deal there and started working with Al Michaels. And then he went to NBC after the 2005 season to do Sunday Night Football, and Michaels followed him over there. The two of them were together only six years, but they still were a great pairing. Of course, Al Michaels, if you recall, was traded for the rights to Oswald the Mouse, which was Walt Disney's first creation that Universal owned the rights to. So they traded him the rights to that for Al Michaels' contract so he could join NBC and join everybody on, on Sunday Night Football. And, you know, the rest is history. And I think it's kind of ironic that we're talking about Al Michaels because this could be the last few Sunday Night Football games we see Al Michaels do because if the tea leaves are correct, Michaels' contract's up the end of this year. And they think uh, NBC's going to want to move him over to the Thursday Night Amazon game they're going to produce and move Mike Tirico in there as the voice of Sunday Night Football. So... It's kind of interesting, but John Madden was just, he made the game interesting to watch. He made the game relatable, you know, two feet equals one yard. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> or what about the uh, Giants-Bills Super Bowl where he's talking about the, the buckets, the mother bucket, the father oh, yeah. bucket, and the baby oh, bucket? yes. Yeah, yes. But with remember, the Gatorade. The, thing, the other thing I want to say about that is when Bill Parcells, when they won, you heard John Madden talk, and remember, he won his Super Bowl in Pasadena. Right. And when they lifted Parcells up and carried him, he said, this is the greatest feeling in the world. And when John Madden said it, you knew he meant it because he had experienced that in 1977, 10 years before, when what Bill Parcells was feeling at the Rose Bowl, the victory there. It was, you're right. Oh, that the buckets. Well, again, they did a lot of giant games back then. And Parcells, you know, Lawrence Taylor comes right out of the gate in the old Madden special and said, <laughs> oh, it's John Madden? Oh, clear the calendar. I'll do it. Sure. Anytime. The respect that John Madden garnered from everybody, he was universally loved. And again, I think Roger Goodell's quote is perfect. He was football. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, we've got to go on with football. Again, it's week 17, which means championship week. And if you have a championship game this week, you're probably scratching your head going, all right, what am I going to do? You've got some issues. We've got COVID issues. Yeah. We've got players with COVID tests. You need to make some pickups. You need some insight. That's where we come in. We give you the little bon mots that are going to help you win your league. Import exports. Mikey, lead off. With uh, James Robinson owners, got a perfect replacement for you. Running back Derry Ungabawali. He is next man up for the Jaguars, and that means Ungabawali is in a good amount of production to see this week against the Jets. Last week, he notched 72 yards and a score from scrimmage in a 26-21 defeat. Jacksonville is facing a stingy New England team who is only allowed 17.3 points per game, but not against a defensive core that has been susceptible to allowing 121 yards on average, which is in the bottom 10 ranking. So I think he'll see 20 or so touches against the Pats. And with a title on the line, that's well worth a start. Another player to look at, K.J. Osborne, wide receiver in Minnesota. Now, K.J. was a popular addition the past two games. Adam Thielen was sidelined in weeks 14 and 15, but many fantasy owners, they have dropped him since 
Thielen returned in Week 16. However, that was short-lived with Thielen's high ankle sprain, so that gives way to more playing time for K.J. Osborne. He secured five catches for 68 yards and a score, and it's the third time in four games the second-year receiver has scored. So if you're lucky enough to be in a league where K.J. Osborne was dropped and you find him on waivers, pick him up. Osborne is a nice addition. Finally, import C.J. Uzama, tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals. In the last three games, Uzama has 12 catches for 110 yards. Now, those stats are not great, but I like his potential in a game where they face the Chiefs this week, and it could be high scoring. Uzama is a nice option for Joe Burrow, and if you're in a deeper league, Uzama is your guy. Now, really quick trip, we do have to mention the COVID rules. If players are asymptomatic, it is down from... 10 days to 5 days. So this is looking good for Cole Beasley, Carson Wentz owners. If you have these players this Sunday, you're in better shape as long as they test asymptomatic. But the problem is, is you're talking about two players who are also unvaccinated. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of caution. I think vaccinated players will be better off on this rule. I think unvaccinated, I don't know if they may still have to miss that time. I'm not sure. It's a changing thing, and you never know what's going to happen. I want to go import-exports this weekend. One team that has surprised a lot of people, especially down the stretch, is the Houston Texans. We thought this was going to be a disastrous year for them, especially given the Sean Watson stuff. Well, they're not doing too badly. Yeah. Not great, but no. not too badly. And I've got two Houston uh, players who you may want to pick up. First off, Davis Mills has been one of the biggest surprises of the second half of the season. Looked like a first-round pick than some of his contemporaries in, in the 2021 uh, quarterback class. Last week, number seven quarterback with more fantasy points than Tom Brady over the last three weeks. Of course, the Texans stunned the Chargers last week. Mills... 21 for 27, 254, two touchdowns. Looked calm and confident in the pocket since he's taken over as a team starter week 14. Now he is quickly earning himself a starting job in 2022 with a strong starting job. Quarterback class next year is weak, so it looks like head coach David Culley has already announced Mills will be the team starter for the remainder of the season. Next two weeks will be telling for his future with some challenging matchups at San Francisco and Tennessee but two beatable secondaries, and Brandon Cooks should be back this week for Mills. Also, Nico Collins, third-round pick in 2021, getting more chances to play at the end of the season. He's responded with 11-plus fantasy points in the last two of his last three games. Three catches, 33 uh, yards, one touchdown on four targets. That was Week 16 against the Chargers. But Mills is coming into his own, and Collins has had a chance to develop with him. He's got a better chance to boost his production if Brandon Cooks misses another game. But he's done enough to consider be considered in deeper formats, so you may want to pick him up. Again, it wouldn't hurt to have him, especially if Cooks is out again because of COVID. Josh Palmer for the Chargers. Again, another wide receiver you want to look at. The rookie Palmer got elevated to a prominent role for a second time in the last three weeks as Mike Williams and... And Jalen Guyton missed Week 16, landing on the COVID list. He had 15-plus fantasy points and a touchdown 
as Los Angeles uh, lost to the Texans. But Guyton's status for this week is up in the air. Williams will miss week 17 against the Broncos since he's unvaccinated. So it looks like Palmer could be a good pickup, and he's a guy you could plug into your lineups. He is owned in only 5% of leagues in Yahoo, taking full advantage of his opportunities to play with Justin Herbert. Now, just remember, if the COVID protocols do change, Williams could be taken off the list, and if that happens, Palmer's upside goes down. And last but not least, it's crunch time. Games can be decided by one, two, three, four points. Yep. Kicker could be the guy. Greg Zerline. Z. Z. Five-game streak of multiple field goals snapped last week, but this is due to the Cowboys winning 56-14 to uh, and not needing his leg on field goal tries. He had multiple field goal games in eight of his last ten outings. They face Arizona this week. It'll be a tough battle. Zerline getting multiple field goal opportunities. He's a guy you can pick up again. He is owned in only 20% of Yahoo leagues. I think one of the reasons is because Dallas has been very effective in the red zone, and they've been scoring at such a high rate this year. So the question I have for you, Mike, is your season is over. What lessons do you learn from this season? Is there anything <laughs> you can you can take at this point? I know we, we usually do our, our wrap-up, but you're sitting there watching other guys play and stuff like that. Do you play teams in the Consolation Bowl? I do not. I know. I know what you're saying, Mike. Season's over. Season's yeah, over. I, I, I've, I've already moved on to 2022. I mean, uh, we're go. not even there for the new year yet, but I'm ready. I'm ready for September of 2022. Yeah, for the I fantasy. know. I know. <laughs> yeah. You and I, I think we could say that we had a successful draft. I mean, our players were, were there. I mean, I think our thought process was there. It's just sometimes you get duds of players and they just don't perform up to expectation and look let's not forget you get the injuries I took Saquon Barkley probably a mistake in the first round I regretted it from day one taking Saquon it it hurt me because of the playing time I mean people who took Christian McCaffrey they're going to be forever hurt on that pick for 2021 you know the running backs were a dime a dozen you never know what you're going to get that's what we say each and every year it's not about your draft picks it's also about a little luck and it's also about the performance the quarterback position we tend to do the same thing we wait on quarterbacks and this year it paid off in some ways and it didn't pay off. Yeah, I, I just wonder I mean, that strategy about that next year, if that's well, the right strategy to go with. You know, the past couple of years, mm, I don't know. Not holding out for a quarterback. Josh Allen may have helped us out more or, or Aaron Rodgers. You can play Monday yeah, morning quarterback all you want about this You're stuff. absolutely right. We'll, we'll do that later on down yeah. the road. Listen, if you do have a comment or question uh, about our show, uh, fantasysultans at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And of course, uh, we're going to be back next week, last week of the regular season. And again, there are going to be some fantasy leagues that are going to be playing next week. So we will have the updates for you right here. He's Mike Sheck. I'm Trip Rogers. We are the Fantasy Sultans. We give you the information you need each and every week because we are the Fantasy Sultans. And you are not.